You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York. These vagabond shoes are longing to stray. Good morning. It is 9:27 on a Monday morning. With mornings, Lone Star, Dick and Skippy. He's still Dick. I'm still Skippy. It's a balmy 70 degrees outside, but it's going to get up to 84. Chance of rain is going to continue, and tomorrow we're going to have maybe some thunderstorms over the next couple of days. So it's going to be one of those muggy, muggy days. Be sure to wear it. Lots of extra deodorant because you're going to need it. It is the 26th. Dick you're going to need it. Going to need it. Dick and I recovering from full weekends. We'll tell you yeah, I'm exhausted. all about them, right? <laughs> We're just we're not gonna phone this episode in, but we're I, gonna be drinking I, a lot of Conroe coffee. I think I ate probably fifteen pounds, fourteen pounds of crawfish. I have zero. You gave me none, so I have no sympathy for so, you. It's just the crawfish festival is a lot of fun. That's a great event. Pulmonary Hypertension Association mm-hmm. helps puts that on. So that's gonna be back. They're, I think their next event's in October for the barbecue festival. Yeah, they got that. So and uh, Skippy, well, meanwhile, was at the the Conroe Shakespeare. You festival. weren't sad it. You were on it. I was in it. I, I gave blood for this production, literally. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you if we get a picture of me later, yeah, I kind of uh, in a stage fight, uh, misgaged my fall and, and took a header. But hey, did you start bleeding it. right when you came up? So it looked real dramatic. Well, like, that's the <gasps> thing. I was, you know, supposed to be dead. He, you know, after after he tries to bash my head in the cement, it, it's uh, to snap my neck. So I'm laying there for like five minutes and I'm feeling the slow trickle of blood. It's like I think I'm bleeding, but I can't move because I'm dead. And so we get up for curtain calls. Oh, he did. I did. And so I got it for a curtain call, and as I'm introducing everyone, I touch it, and blood comes away. It's like, yeah, that looks realistic. But too it bad it wasn't just gushing out. Like, so you're like laying <laughs> dead. Gush, yeah. you're, you're laying dead on the ground as a pool of blood starts going. You're like, uh, Sean, are you acting or? <laughs> hey, it's curtain call, Sean. Wake up, wake up, man. Hello. But yeah, so fun was had by all. Uh, but as, as a result, Dick and I very, very caffeinated today, thanks to Conroe Coffee. Also, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. It was so nice walking in this morning to find a clean studio. Thank you, guys. And Centurion Wealth Advisors. Hey, guys, if I had money, you'd be all over it for me. So those are our sponsors this morning. Uh, stuff happening in the news, national headlines, international headlines, local headlines. But So, Dick, so let's just talk about the weekend. Tell me about the Crawfish Festival and why you didn't bring me any. Well, because it, it was eaten. And it was, it was, there's was so much food. It was nuts. It was a lot of fun all day. People were coming and going. It's, it's amazing the little nook they have there at Market Street area where people were coming by just because they're in the area. Like, like it was kind of amazing to, to hear people like, oh, yeah, we heard about some, some crawfish deal over here. So we walked, we rode our bikes or we walked down from wherever. And so a lot of people were there literally just visiting, not, not, to there to support pulmonary hypertension, but now they are. Right. But uh, so that was a lot of fun, meeting people like that. The music was wonderful. and Yeah, the Zydeco bands and stuff, right? Yeah, so I learned how to say it's not Lafayette. Lafayette? It's not, like, I, we say it with the Texas straw. There's actually a better way to say it, but okay. I don't know how to say it. Oh, okay. Because they kept correcting me, but I didn't pay attention because I was like, Lafayette. Lafayette. But yeah, outside that, the festival uh, was great. They're going to be back next year. 
Uh, if you like crawfish, so stick around for March of next year. They're going to probably do it again. But I know emceeing the event was a lot of fun. I learned a lot more about pulmonary hypertension. That's one thing I love being the uh, MCs of events like that because it's really about spreading awareness. That was their key deal. Mm-hmm. And it's it's one of those diseases that's really, it's not as well known as something where why don't you say pH? People go, oh yeah, I know exactly what that is. You don't have to tell me whatever. Uh, no, it's not. It's a lung disease, and it's like it affects like 25 million people. Wow. And like w- the one of the only real ways to cure it is you can't cure it. You have to get a lung replacement. Wow. So there's a whole dynamic to having pH. And it was really interesting trying to explain that to people. And I'm like, who here? Like I did that whole thing. Who here has heard of pulmonary hypertension? Raise your hand. Like two people out of like probably thousand plus. We're here for the music. Yeah. Shut up. We're here for the crawfish. Shut up. But outside that, it was wonderful. Uh, the brisket turned out okay. And mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. You smoked this weekend also. And yeah. we're talking about meat. Yeah. Not cigarettes. Yeah. So, th- uh, especially thanks to Jim's Hardware in Montgomery. So, he, I've been there. They, yeah, that's a nice yeah, place. He sa- he, they saved me over there because I was having trouble with my coals and my wood. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my buddies, who's, you know, the expert, my go to person, he uh, suggested I get a charcoal chimney to start up some charcoal to get real hot, get it real hot before I add it back in. Mm-hmm. And you, ever, you know what I'm talking about? Is this like a separate thing? Like, yeah, it's like a almost, tube. Okay. It's like a tube. You put charcoal in, you put newspaper at the bottom, you light it, and it lights the charcoal. You let it sit for 15 minutes or so, and it actually lights charcoal for you before you add it to the fire. That way you're actually getting some heat. And how did Dick transfer it over into the cooker? You didn't, like, grab, put on garden gloves, gloves, did you? And I just, <laughs> just you know— Oh, dear Lord, my hands are melting. No, actually, the one thing that I would say that sucks about doing all that, you smell. And it's like, I don't think I smell, but I know, like, I can smell, but other people can't. Does that make sense? Like, you're around You smell like the meat? Smell like smoke. Mm -hmm. So you're going to sleep, and you're like, you turn your head like, oh, "Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I've been been there. Well, good. So no crawfish for Skippy, no brisket for Skippy. Skippy's just going to— No, I'm bringing you some tomorrow. You can bring me some tomorrow? Mm -hmm. Then I might bring tacos at some point this week. Or for Dick. Thank you, Dick. Uh, the Conroe Shakespeare Festival, uh, good turnout. Uh, we had some great productions on the stage, even the ones that I wasn't on. Uh, we had Phil Nichols, ventriloquist, who just did great. Uh, he's very funny. Uh, when I was a really young kid and I told him this story, uh, I uh, saw this gal who was a ventriloquist, and it just fascinated me. I can't do it if someone held a gun to my head. But uh, Phil Nichols was great. We had some great vendors out there. In fact, I loaded up. This one um, place had, like, homemade apple butter and rum jelly and stuff. So I, like, bought half their inventory. It's uh, it, my little mini fridge in the La Quinta. Man, it is stock full of these jars. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that. I told Mrs. Skippy, go buy a whole bunch of English muffins because we're going to town. But uh, uh, a great, uh, great event. Uh, looking forward to next year. Isn't Kissy Kate opening? Yeah, Kissy Kate will open up in May. And one of the, we had like a sneak preview. Yeah, I saw that, Always. and I was like, "This doesn't look like Shakespeare." Yeah, that's that's the fun thing about it. It's a '40s musical written by Cole Porter, who's you know big in the '30s. What did he and 40s. do? Oh, anything goes. I'm uh, just <laughs> he did a lot of music, and he's right up there with like you know Noel Coward or uh, you know people like that. <clears throat> so I had actor the actors there gave a, uh, a sneak preview, kind of a. This is the story of Fred and Lily, and they love each other, and then Fred sings this song. And meanwhile, this is going down, and another song is sung. So we had that. We had Romeo and Juliet, and it's funny because it was set in the disco era. So for the masked ball scene, instead of it being, um, 
you know, like Debussy or something with, with the classical music, we'd put it to the hustle to, and, and dance the hustle. And we, you know, told people, oh, if you want to get up on stage with us. So we had like a dozen kids come racing up onto the stage to do the hustle with us. So if nothing else, not only did we make these kids not afraid of Shakespeare, but we taught them the definitive One disco dance fear of Shakespeare? Yeah, a lot of people think about it. Who... Who just wakes up in the morning going, yeah, I get to read Shakespeare today. Kids read it kicking and screaming. Well, there's a reason it's old. Well, it's old and people... I mean, that means don't do it anymore. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's a fear. I think it's just common sense. Let's move on. Let's do something different. But, but, it's Shakespeare. But is Shakespeare the, the roots of acting? Like, if I want to be an actor, so, you know, someone, you can't just say, like, oh, go to these classes. It's more like, why don't you do a Shakespeare play and you'll get Well, to no, because it's different. Because, yeah, I mean, obviously, it started with the, the Dionysian era of Greece, ancient Greece uh, acting. And uh, then you had passion plays during the middle, medieval ages where the only plays were allowed to be uh, about religion, about uh, uh, Christianity. Yeah, we need to bring those back. Yeah, right. And, um then, because in you know, Shakespeare's time, like, women could not act on the stage. It was a man-only thing. And, we can bring that back. Yeah, right. Give them the vote and see what happens. Uh, they want equal pay. They want, you know, they want wage equality. They want to they act on our stages. What the hey? They want to smoke our cigars. We've all seen Shakespeare in love. Okay. There you go. Yeah. And uh, but That movie's awful, by the way. How did it win Best Picture? Watch your mouth. I don't know. It was hoity-toity. But well, the thing is that. So, but is it though? Is Shakespeare that go-to thing? Oh no, like Shakespeare's a dirty joke teller. In fact, in Kiss Me, Kate, my cast is realizing there's like some really dirty stuff in there, and it's, it's couched in the language. And people who so a lot of people say, "Oh, I don't like Shakespeare because you know too many words." That's that's why I encourage people to watch it because it's like well, trying to figure out a movie just by reading the screenplay. Well, the only thing I can see not liking it as an actor is you can't go off script. As much as you could with like a modern play, so which you, is why there's the visuals. You can't change the language, but you can change it. You can set it in the old west or disco or dystopian future or whatever, uh, and that's how you can interpret it because the language has to stay pretty. There, there are nerds out there, believe me, who who know when you you messed nerds. up a line. Nerds, and I'm one of them. Like that's not that line. Well, you know, I think it's just a successful weekend, and I'm glad. Uh, I know the what's the word on next year's Shakespeare Festival? Do y'all like, is that something y'all plan for? Yeah, the, we're already talking about the shows uh, okay. for it. I, I think definitely that we will count this year's festival in the win column. It, it, it was good. Uh, we had some merchants. Well, what do you think about party? the weather? It was really weird. Little, little hotter than I wanted to be, and for it, that's why I said one percent chance of rain because it, you know, it even, rained up here. Yeah, it did not rain at all. There were there were Down dribbles the on Skippy's scalp, which, by the way, when you're balding, that's like the worst feeling. What'd on you the, do? I don't know. I knocked something over there. Oh, great! But the uh, yeah, here the worst feeling on the planet is rain on your scalp, and uh, yeah, you know you're bleeding. <laughs> washing the blood out of my forehead. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star here at IRLoneStar.com. we got to take a short break here, folks. But feel free to contact us, Morning's Lone Star on Facebook. We're on Instagram. What? Yeah, and Twitter. So uh, whichever one you want to do, follow us. That's how, that's how it works. Are we going to tweet on the Twitter? Yeah. Awesome. So And call us. Why aren't you doing those with that with your feet right now? I know you're really good with your toes. Tweeting with my feet? Yeah, Sean has Feeding one of those weird, weird, weird feet where you can pick up things. My prehensile toes. That's right. I got at least one of my wives with that one. We'll be right back. I got some questions for Sean. You know, the the world. Uh, you know, the 
Right to Mar- right to what is it called? March of Our Lives was March Live, huh? Was over the weekend. Yes. I don't really don't get it, but well, I'm gonna find out more from Sean. Hopefully, you got it. And uh, we're gonna hear a word from our sponsor. So we'll be right back. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. If I can make it there, I'll make it. All right, welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star. We're on Facebook. We're online at IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. It's just Sean and I today. So join in. Facebook us. MWLoneStar. <laughs> Our Twitter, Instagram, do all that crap. But uh, Have we given the number? 936-647-3776. Join the conversation. We've chose New York, New York because Kimmy's got a couple of friends up there. Hey, weather out there, if you're tuned in, it's only going to be 41 degrees with a 1% chance of rain up there. Beats the pants off of this weather, 80-something and muggy. It's 70 degrees right now. It's not bad. It's going to get up to 80-something, though. Yeah, the highs will be 84, low 60, yeah, 69. Well, what's the humidity? Like uh, 300%? Humidity, 93. <laughs> Holy Lord. It's going to be a muggy day out there. But so we were talking muggy about... Muggy day Muggy out day. There. We were talking about the, the, the March for Life. Yeah, no, so I, I kind of teased that because when I started reading more about it... Mm-hmm. It really reminded me of this, you know, those normal protests that didn't have a clear message. Because mm-hmm. half of it said NRA has to go, and the other one says like more, like you know, t- talk about more education, less violence at school. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, I was like, well, that one's like kind of obvious. Like, well, do you think they're doing this on purpose? And so that was kind of silly. But I just, I would love to know if there's a single representation of it that you know they're trying to like literally get rid of the NRA. Thank you for not blaring that siren. Yes, thank fireman. you. Uh, but good luck to the firemen who just, uh, firemen and women, sorry, the firefighters who drove past us. Hopefully it's a false alarm. Or you're on your way to McDonald's to get there before the menu changes. But yeah, you, Dick, you're absolutely right about that. And, and if we flash back to Occupy Wall Street, you know, that was the same problem. There well, that, was no singular message, no single voice. You had your... Which it had a great opportunity. Yeah, it was squandered, completely squandered. And if you ever saw the TV show The Newsroom, they actually had an episode about that where this representative from Occupy Wall Street goes on this news program and is totally just ripped apart by the anchor. And she's really embarrassed. And he's like, I I warned you, you got to have one voice. You can't say, oh, we all have an equal voice. There's no leader. Um, And look at the effective protests. MLK, Malcolm X. Rosa Parks, I know these are probably African-Americans, but even go back to Kennedy, you have one voice leading a cause. You rally behind that face, that name, that voice. This was a lot of people showing up. The numbers are all over the map. And it seemed to be, we got more people here than Trump had his inauguration. So what? Literally, so what? That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many people show up at an inauguration. Well, you know what? I what I'm interested in is, is the results of all of this constant churning of the news cycle. It's like, all right, so when people go vote, what's the way? Is it what way is it? Because 
You know, it's I I, I was watching some compilations because it made me think about what people were saying before, you know, Trump ran. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of interested to see, like, you know, you can go back and see what articles are written. And it really was, I mean, it, how it's such a big surprise to everybody. And now it's, you know, a year, year or so later uh, from that, you know, him being elected. It's still kind of funny. But uh, but you see everybody's reporting. You see everybody's just kind of like the flow of information. And then it just stops. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, what, what's going on here? Yeah, it's uh, he didn't follow the script. He was supposed to not win. It was supposed to be the other side winning. And every there were actual TV shows that had been written and filmed with that assumption that had to get rewritten and refilmed because, you know, the whole season was based on, you know, that's how political a lot of the sitcoms were getting. And there's nothing wrong with that, but just the just with that assumption, oh, Clinton will win and this is going to be our new president. And so he was a spoiler. There were a big old monkey wrench and a lot of plans. Uh, but with the the, the march... Of course, we want change. Of course, and this is just to everybody, of course, people want kids safe in our schools. Nobody likes kids having to be in, feel like they're in danger. Or when I was a kid, it was ducking under the desk because of the atomic blast. Now it's hiding in a closet because of a shooter. And there were shooters back when I was a kid, too. This is nothing new, unfortunately. We want it better. So anytime someone says, oh, you know, you want to kill babies, the NRA just want... No, it's not what we want, We, but there are ways to get there. A question I have is for a lot of the people marching, like the, the walking out kids, which, I, I, again, if you feel in your heart that you're doing the right thing, then, of course, walk out. Take the consequences. But I'd love to ask each one, wh- what are the current laws? What are current gun laws? What do you want changed? Because a lot of them, there are a lot of laws in effect. They just ha- They've been poorly... Well, it's um, unforced. Expected. It is, but you know, we're talking about education. You know, and this is a golden opportunity to shape it. If the NRA were smart, and I think they're not being very smart right now, they have some woman who's their 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 spokesperson, and she's just Real, not she's really aggressive. Yeah, sure. yeah. Ag- thank you. That's a nice way of putting it. And see, so Skippy can can wail on both sides here. They're not being very smart. This is a golden opportunity to educate and say, this is what we're here for. This is not to put guns in people's hands. This is to make sure gun safety and gun is are are is paramount. That gun laws are enforced. That you know, this is why. But in an odd turn of events, children are trying to tell adults what rights they have, and that's kind of funny to me. We have 14, 15, 16 year olds well, walking I mean, it's, out. It's I mean, change. it is kind of something like this is this is the same situation. I love to see what different states do mm-hmm. and. I think, like I said, like the, the results of all this, really, you can't tell until, like, there's always going to be somebody attacking somebody, regardless if it's in a school system or if it's, a, you know, at a, at a race or whatever. So someone's always going to be doing that. Mm-hmm. But what are they, I mean, is the issue to prevent people doing that or is the issue to prevent people doing it with weapons? But they can still do it with, you know, pressure cookers or they could Pressure still cookers, do- knives, cars, uh bombs and you know unfortunately you know there are people that want to kill innocents in some way shape or form guns are there in honesty the most effective way to do that you have range you have multiple rounds of course it's, it's easier to kill more people with a gun than a knife you would be an idiot to say otherwise but cars kill more kids every year by far than all other weapons yeah but there's not, they're not intention 
That was kind of a weird stat to use because we're talking about what's an intention of the car. An intention, but and that's what I'm saying. So the argument is, if you want to save children by numbers, ban cars because you'll save five times the number of children. Yeah, that still doesn't work, though. It, do, I, it doesn't work. That's the whole point. You know, you know so it's an academic thing. But so well, no, it, says, well, really, we really what you numbers. say is what kill, what kills the most people with weapons is usually handguns. And then, like, what was it, like two-thirds of all – uh, violent actions the handguns were self-inflicted mm-hmm. or with with weapons were self-inflicted suicides basically yeah. so i mean and that's what's uh, that the ar kind of argument to me that to me that that you're approaching it from the wrong point of view it's they're, they're fixating on this one weapon that really does not make the difference uh, right up there with that statistic is 80 percent of homeowners killed by by weapons like in a burglary are killed by their own weapon because they can't they, they haven't been properly trained. The burglar, you know, the, the bad guy gets it away, which is why you need education. You need someone like the NRA. You need YouTube to have videos on proper gun safety. And for YouTube to ban that was the most idiotic thing in Skippy's humble. Well, opinion. I don't know if they've actually banned it because I'm I still able to find some people who I like watching who do education and who do crazy stuff. So I don't really know. Until I see a couple of those folks who get booted, then you're in real trouble. Right, so. and, and um, yeah, let me look it up real quick because I, I know it's about to happen, and I, and I know they started, but I it's don't probably know. in April. If I had to guess, that's when they're really going to do it. So, but yeah, there you go. Yeah, so that's what we got. Boy, we're coming up on ten o'clock already. This morning's kind of zipping by. It is, it is. But we know let's do a music break. Okay. And then uh, when we come back, we'll talk about what's going on tomorrow and this week. And uh, we got some special guests lined up for you guys. And other things we can talk about. You know, a while back, I talked about the man who didn't believe the world was round, <laughs> and he wanted to build a rocket, and mm-hmm. he was trying to buy a trailer for the rocket. Everybody kind of we yeah. talked about Well, he did it. He did it. He, he went up with his rocket, and then he came right back down. A little harder than and, he intended. Uh, you know it was a steam rocket? The rocket was steam-powered? We got to talk about this guy. I want to get this guy on the air. So, I mean, that's pretty amazing. And the fact that I wonder if he's changed his opinion. Not not quite. He made it up 1,500 feet, so it wasn't high enough to, to get the picture he wanted. But now he says... Well, this, I feel like this is a social media grab, and, like, NASA could do, like, the, the good thing, but, like, hey, we'll take you up. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, but he actually has said it's not as important to him as it was before he won the, the shape of the He probably had one of those, oh shoot moments and saying my <laughs> life I'm gonna isn't die. worth this his whole life flashed before his eyes he realized oh my lord I'm not gonna make it and there you go come that's, back here that's Earth. hilarious you're listening to Lone Star Community Radio IRLoneStar.com with Morning's Lone Star we'll be right back after this tune stick around Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936 266 7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com.
very heart of it. New York, New York. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star. IRLoneStar.com. Here every morning from 9 to 11. Full lineup today. IRLoneStar.com slash show calendar. We are Montgomery County's morning radio show. So thanks for joining us. Sean had to step out for a second. Still recovering from this busy, busy, busy weekend in this community. I had a great time over there at the Crawfish Festival supporting PHA and PH, Pulmonary Hypertension and Pulmonary Hypertension Awareness. I know if you really wanted to come out and see us, uh, I know they're throwing a barbecue festival in October, sometime in the fall, really. And so there's a lot of stuff going on in October. But uh, the next big event for us will be the Montgomery County Fair and barbecue. That's right. We're going to be out there twice. And so make sure to subscribe on our social media to find out more information on when we're out there broadcasting. I know we're going to have a lot of fun out there uh, and stuff like that. So I don't know if any one of the listeners right now, I'm trying to delay until uh, Sean gets back. But uh, I don't know if anyone watches a lot of basketball, but uh, the basketball March Madness is happening. It's been a lot of fun checking out those games. And we have, uh, I think it's like the first time an 11 seed has made the uh, this far, I guess. I don't really know. Hopefully Jake from Source Talk knows a little bit more than that. But if you know, and I'm saying it wrong, please let me know because I have no idea what I'm talking about when it comes, <laughs> comes to that. But outside that, you know, we are just hanging out in the studio. In fact, I am going to do another delayed break because I don't know what to talk about without my partner here because I don't want to keep talking. So <laughs> we'll be right back. Morning's a Lone Star. Right through the very heart of it, New York, New York. A city that doesn't sleep And find I'm king of the hill Top of the heap And we're back! Morning's Lone Star, 1004. Special shout-out to Mike and Jamie. Know who you are. Hope you enjoy your phone. Uh, <laughs> and it's 1004 on Monday morning. We're kind of blitzing along already in our second hour. It's all the way up to 73. You're going to go up in like another 10, 11 degrees. I don't know. It looks a little overcast out there, a little windy. Dick, you think we're going to get some rain today? Maybe. Maybe. <clears throat> that Maybe. comprehensive weather report brought to you by Dick Chisler of Mornings Lone Star Radio. Maybe. <laughs> so uh, yeah, earlier you were saying that uh, the president's been kind of quiet uh, lately. First off, I think he's the, the whole Stormy Daniels interview. Uh, I think he's waiting to see, you know, fallout on that. That is interesting, though. Y- you know, you can make your own conclusions. It all gets down to there was a non-disclosure agreement, so you have to ask why there was a non-disclosure ag- agreement. Doesn't necessarily mean he's guilty. Peccadillo's happened, but well, you know, the issue is that he didn't sign it. Well, what's what's strange to me is you know that where we can call this scenario where we're like everyone's obsessed with Trump. It's like obsession. So what are they trying to prove with this? That he's an adulterer? Yeah. So when, when, didn't we already know that? Pretty much. And again, he has an insane double standard. I mean, I don't want to say there are, well, there are many politicians who we find out have philandered. Even crazier stuff. Yes. Like, like a lot crazier. Yeah, we got Carlos Danger with his, you know, Anthony Weiner doing his thing. with. You I know, mean, that's and, insane. Kids. And, but it's funny, it's when it's the other side, if, if, Let's say alternate reality and Hillary Clinton had won, and then the proof of a uh, 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 an affair had come out against her. 
the right would be going bonkers on this. It's it's everyone has to come to their own personal decision. Does it matter to the presidency? Because you know, for the Democrats, the two two of the greatest presidents they ever had were Clinton and Kennedy, who were known. I mean, this is not alleged. These are known philanderers that you know admitted. With Trump, he's denying everything, which means you are innocent until proven guilty. There's been not one shred of proof on anything. You have this lady who's now profiting substantially, and she's breaking a non-disclosure agreement. But, of course, the, the legal aspect is he didn't sign it. So, basically, you have an unsigned document that she's basing this stuff on. That's dangerous. This is going to go pretty far. Dangerous for who? Um. Anyone that's any person who's on the receiving end of, well, I have a I have a document that says that he wanted me to say or do something, but he never signed it. Basically, it's an unsigned document. It's not a legally binding document right now, as far as he's concerned. Okay. And so, th this is something where she could have totally typed it up herself. You you know there well, are I'm different signatures yeah. on it. So it, it's, it's kind of this is going to go far. And of course, I have people on Facebook going. You know, Clinton was impeached. Why isn't Clinton, uh, Trump impeached? First off, there's no proof. Secondly, Clinton was impeached, Bill Clinton, for flying to Congress, not for, for, li for lying under oath, not for having the affair. No president's been actually impeached for having an affair. And so if Trump did or didn't, it's up for everyone to decide if it's, you know, if that affects his presidency at all. But there's that. I, I just, it's salacious. It's tabloid level. This was a 60 minutes interview. And I just think it's so way beneath. I think these news, and you can't see me when I'm doing finger quotes, uh, programs are just sunk to new lows. And I don't care if this is Trump. It could have been Obama. Same thing. It's just salacious, unverified materials. And, and it, it does me no good. Well, I mean, I think people do want to, I mean, I guess you kind of want to know about this stuff, but then... When we look back at other instances of something so small, but somehow, you know, it's also ten years ago that this went down. Well, I know, but like, but so you know, you pull the yarn, yarn mm -hmm. string, and then it starts unraveling of all this other stuff. I mean, that, that's one thing I was trying to get. Like, if I was the news, if I was, you know, if I was deep throat, I mean, like this is this is gonna be the big, the big change in the getting Trump out of here. But I was like, man, this is it's kind of weird because it's such a weird topic since she's a porn star. I'm not. So I'm like, I, so I'm trying to understand why the media wants to talk about this. Because it's what they have. It's I'm not trying to downplay the seriousness of marital infidelity. But, well, this I mean, is really, not, well, you're asking, what you're trying to ask people is, will you vote for him again? Is that really what's going on? Well, no, the Democrats want him gone before the mid -terms. Okay. And so they're trying to get him out. And, and again, not lessening the impact of a marital, uh, extramarital affair, but... This is what you got? Is this it? You know, it's not like he was spilling state secrets to a Russian spy. I mean, there's literally, and again, there's no proof. There's, uh, there's no, there's no blue dress. Can you imagine if Lewinsky had not kept that blue dress, that none of that would have happened? Because he was denying it, and Hillary Clinton said the whole thing was a uh, vast right-wing conspiracy, and all these women were getting thrown under the bus. Had there not been that tangible evidence that she kept, none of it would have come to light. And there's no That's blue. So weird. And there's no blue dress here. No one's been able to produce anything. Well, no, even if there was a blue dress, what? 
Like in the scenario, like who cares? That's what I'm trying. I'm trying to think of like what are well, the consequences besides me judging him as a person the, the, and not voting for him I think because the, of that judgment. The consequence, and I think the most rightful consequence would be when it was proven that Bill Clinton lied. And there was well, that was judgment. different because he was under oath, and right? He clearly but the right just went after him. What we want to impeach him. So if now Trump has denied these things, so he's lied to the American people, not to Congress. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like worst, like the worst case scenario, we just don't like this person, and there and, you go. and he's lost the trust. I mean, the people can't just say, "Hey, we want to revote right now." I mean, Correct. It can't happen. Which is why, for for some aspects of of uh, outs- well, even within the GOP, uh, they want impeachment. They'll, they they need to find anything. And if this is the worst you got, that ten years ago, possibly well, I mean, other times, they could do this every year. They do what they had them. They've been doing every minute. The people coming up left and right. The Mueller investigation is still going strong after a year and a half. No other investigation has gone this long with not a shred of proof. I mean, literally not a single shred of proof. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. If the current president is a Russian puppet, he may want to tell, he may want to tell his Russian handlers because he just evicted 60 diplomats over the, the poisoning scandal. You know, the, the spy who was, who was poisoned. And so if, Again, the current president is in collusion with Russia to to I don't know world domination like a Bond villain. I don't I don't know. He's not he's not following the script unless this is part of some great master plan for them to hate each other publicly, but talk quietly on the hotline late at night when he's on the toilet tweeting. Maybe I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. It's everything's being thrown. He's a Russian colluder, but he's not. If you know he is ticking off Putin right now. So which one is it? Where he was a Russian clue, uh, he was trying to buy the votes, but the book Fire and Ice or whatever is it called, said he was terrified that he was going to become president. He was trying to find ways out of it. Well, literally, which one is it? Well, I think people just want to talk about like how we're just talking about it now. People just want to like they feel like it's relevant. To but talk you can't about. embrace both sides. You have to pick one. Either he no, they just want to fight. Just, it's, people just want to keep talking, man. There you go. They, we got to keep they, talking. They, too. Yeah, they, someone's got to keep talking. So I think it's it is it's funny to me because it all comes down to a porn star. And I, I find that funny to me. Like mm-hmm. you know, you read in the news, like oh man. Well, they're calling her Stormy Daniels. Well, that's not her name. Is is that's her that's her stripper name? Oh, it is I have no idea. Yeah, no, it's not a. She's born another name. I'll give it when we come back from the break. But it's not Stormy Daniels. Well, you listen, Morning's Lone Star. We're gonna take a quick sponsor break. Stay tuned. We got a lot of stuff coming your way. And always uh, let us know how you're feeling. Morning's Lone Star on Facebook. We'll be back. Centurion Wealth Advisors is a veteran-owned business that focuses on building and preserving our clients' wealth while guiding them to achieve their financial goals. This is where your concerns get addressed and help you start to breathe easier. Discover us in downtown Conroe, Texas. Visit our website at centurionwa.net or reach us by phone at 936-756-1974. Centurion Wealth Advisors, now let's get your financial house in order. Hey, welcome back. Mornings of Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. They got Skippy here. Dick's still the other one. You can tell the difference between us. He's the taller of the two and has more hair and also like half my age. And we've been talking about some presidential stuff going on or some political stuff. You know, we do have the uh, 60 Minutes interview that happened uh, over the weekend with Stormy Daniels, who was actually born Stephanie Clifford. Uh, Stormy Daniels, we must remember, is her porn name. So, you, you know, in the legal world, there's always the question of uh, 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 credibility of, of, of the witness. 
Uh, we have an unsigned document, but the fact that the document exists, open up questions, there are no easy answers. And of course, everyone has their own, um, um, you know, opinion and their stance. But uh, right now, uh, a lot of people are asking, well, you know, why isn't Trump impeached when Clinton was impeached? Basic difference at this moment in time, Bill Clinton lied to Congress uh, about his affair with Monica Lewinsky, and that's what he was impeached on. And uh, there's been no such lying to Congress at this moment uh, uh, about the Stormy Daniels affair, or, and I say affair, not extramaritally so much, but, you know, a situation. So that's that, but we'd love to have you join in on the conversation. Sometimes Dick and I like to get, uh, you know, take the headlines and, and get the conversation going, especially since so many people, the, the battle lines are drawn so hard that, that you, you won't listen to the other side. And Dick and I both firmly believe in civil discourse, healthy debate, rigorous discussion. Uh, frequently, he and I will take opposing views on the air when we both agree off the air, but just so we can keep it going. So call us, 936-647-3776. Let us know your thoughts on the matter. Hit us up on morningswithlonestar.com on Facebook or hit IRLoneStar.com and then hit our show page. And uh, or, you know, give me a buzz and I'll give you Dick's private cell phone number if you want. You can call him direct. So, again, we had that in, in the morning headlines. Uh, more locally, headlines that are happening. You know, again, we had the uh, Conroe Shakespeare Festival over the weekend as, as well as the Crawfish Festival. Mr. Bunny, um, we have Easter events coming up all over the map and a lot of good events coming up. You do want to hit experience downtown conroe.com or visit conroe and find out all the good stuff that's happening in the conroe area if you're a uh, woodlands area listener hit woodlandsonline.com check out their calendar or just ask us or we'll post it uh, lots of uh, music venues happening as well with uh, pacific yard house red brick tavern corner pub uh, lots of great musical events coming on uh Again, locally, more news that's happening is uh, runoff elections are currently underway. Runoffs will be happening uh, early in May. And uh, we have two runoffs in particular, uh, both county commissioner seats for precincts two and four. And if you were with us as in the days and weeks leading up to the primary, we really enjoyed having candidates on. And we're hoping to get the candidates on now uh, for the runoff elections, a great, great way to talk about your stance, answer questions from the, your constituents, uh, address media questions, correct inaccuracies. So if you're a, if you're a candidate, come visit us. We'd love to talk to you. Dick is just aching to have, hear another voice that's not mine. And we'll just, we'll just leave it at that. All right. What I miss? Uh, I was talking about all kinds of stuff. If you couldn't tell, Dick was uh, Dick was uh, occupied elsewhere. He was occupying Wall Street, and so I was coming up with all kinds of stuff right at the moment where my tablet died. So all the news headlines that I had to talk all about, they they all, to the I, I had to reboot my tablet. to the best. But I do think that uh, I was I was telling them, dear Dick, about the uh, runoff elections coming up, and I really feel we were making some good headway with a lot of candidates in the primary, mm -hmm. and I think we should get these uh, runoff candidates. To talk about it too. This is serious stuff uh, because I have to engage people. Well, what is the biggest runoff? Well, actually, the two the the two ones are both for county commissioner. 
precincts okay. two and four. So equally important, this these will can determine the sway of commissioner's court. Yes, commissioner's court is four commissioners, and then the county judge is the tiebreaker. So right now the Republican candidate for county judge, well, right now the county judge is Craig Doyle, but um, Craig lost in the primary election to Mark Keogh. I believe Mark Keogh has a Democratic challenger, so, you know, it's still anybody's game until November. So whether it's Keogh or his Democratic opponent who, who gets kind of judged, they will kind of be like the, the, the swing vote, as it were. And then we have for Precinct 1, it's still Mike Matter is the commissioner because the commissioners uh, rotate. They all don't come up for election at the same time. It, it rotates. So Precinct 1 is Mike Matter, who's, who's there. He's the incumbent. Precinct 2, runoff election between incumbent Charlie Riley and Craig Parker. Precinct 3, the incumbent who's not running, is James Nowak. And then Precinct 4 is Jim Clark and James Metz. And there's going to have that runoff happening. So we'd love Messrs. Clark, Metz, Parker, and Riley. Come on the station. Take a chance on Dick and I. We'll ask you the serious questions like, what do you eat for breakfast? And other serious questions. <laughs> You're getting me. All yeah, right. I was thinking Dick was paying attention to that one. No, I want to watch the Stormy Daniels interview now. You got me interested. Right? Well, don't forget, Stephanie Clifford. Oh, whatever. Yeah, her, that, that's her real name. Wow, I've got some breaking news here. Give me the breaking news sound effect. All right. Okay, so there is an informant for the FBI, and I'm reading this, so you got to bear with me. Uh, the Pulse gunman, um, I think in Orlando, the, the Orlando nightclub shooter. Yes. His father was a secret FBI informant for more than a decade, which means the FBI totally missed that their informant's son was going to shoot up, commit a massacre. That is not good from what I'm gathering right now for the FBI, that this is another one they totally missed. Um, and, and, and again, this is the time frame. Um, wow. We'll, we'll be following up on this one. That whole story is pretty crazy, actually. It is. With the with the wife trying to flee, mm -hmm. and then she got busted, and then I think she's going to jail. Yep. Well, yeah, this, this is another wrinkle. Uh, we were talking about guns earlier. Do you know that Remington is uh, filing for bankruptcy? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, <laughs> I didn't, and I just found that out. So, of course, uh, gun sales plummeting uh, ever since 2012, uh, Sandy Hook. Uh, so they are, um, they were bought out in two th uh, in 2007, but now it uh, looks like, uh, by a company called Cerebus, but it looks like uh, they will be filing bankruptcy. They were founded in 1816. Remington is America's oldest gun maker. I wonder if that's a shifting of the tides. Or who knows? You got anything in the headlines? I, I got some more, but I just don't want to be bogarting the whole conversation. No, no. Here. I mean, we got some. There's there's some things we could talk about. I know Facebook's continuously being under fire. Right. Now, what's the latest on that with Zuckerberg? Because to be honest, this is something I know you followed a lot closer than I did. So Facebook getting busted, Zuckerberg getting busted for not so much collecting data, but letting a breach occur. 
Am I correct? No, what it was was part of their business practices, they'll sell data to, to folks. So there's an analytical group that basically did campaign research. And I, I, I don't know if it was just more one-sided or if it was just they just did campaign research. So basically when they received this data from Facebook, they themselves had the breach. So they got hacked, this company who bought the data. And so that's when it was that's when it was released that Facebook on paper sells your data to other people. And what you can use that with that data, I think that's more of like, you know, the evil man behind the curtain kind of thing because it's, it's kind of weird to think about, oh, all this useless data on Facebook actually has a price and actually has a use for people. I don't really know what the puppet master wants to do with it, but clearly it's, it's enough to pay that kind of money. And but, but the, in the end, there was two things that Facebook did wrong was one, when they're with their shareholders, they – go down the list of what they do to make money for the shareholders. Mm -hmm. And this wasn't on the list. Uh -huh. So that was kind of a big deal because uh, they kind of say on on front saying, we don't sell your data. We don't, we don't give that away. But now it's proof that they do. And it's just it, it kind of puts people in a mistrust area. But then again, you're giving up your data. So – that, that's the funny thing. Now, I also just to make it make it fair. Uh, both political parties over the last two uh, presidential elections used the same data and data collecting techniques. So every, you know, I'm not saying everyone does it, but everyone does it. This is not a Obama's America or Trump's America. It's just what was done. But Dick, one thing I noticed is I had some friends like on Friday on Facebook going, "Ah, that's it. I'm hashtag delete Facebook. I'm out of here." And then literally every single one of them by this morning was like. Well, I'm just going to delete it from my phone instead. You know, I'm not going to. I can't get rid of it all the way because a lot of my business is tied into it. So I'm just not going to use it on my phone anymore or, or or something. So are we? Is Facebook so entrenched in everyday life now that we can't give it up? Well, I mean, I was. You know, it's funny. I was talking to my dad about this this weekend because he was like, "How did they not know something would happen like this?" In a sense of a company, because you know every company has a down a downward spiral sometimes, mm -hmm. and. I told them, like, the thing that Facebook needs to do is they need to somehow bring everything together that people do with their lives. And that's the only way they can stay afloat as, as like, a tech company. So everything you're buying, everything you're searching for, it's all through Facebook. But you don't have to call it Facebook. Call it, you know, Google. <laughs> and then Google has 17 different little companies that control little things. I mean, they do a lot of transactions. They do a lot of data serving. Like, one of the biggest assets that Amazon has. What do you think the bit one of the biggest assets Amazon has as a company? Like assets. You got me. Uh Library of Congress. No, they're one of the biggest server providers. Really? Yes. Like, I, I like I'm saying like top one or two. Like they're either number one or the number two. So basically all your web hosting, everything you're doing, there's a good chance. You look up AWS. That's their like it's Amazon Whatever service. world system, well, yeah, uh, something yeah, like okay. that. But uh, when you start seeing commercials for that, and people are like, "What is that?" That's what's really weird to me when I start seeing commercials. You know, you know, those like kind of bland corporate commercials that they're not saying, "Hey, buy this product to shave your nose." It's like Exxon, Exxon centric mobile. We make everything clean, and I'm <laughs> like, "What do they really do?" Because they don't just sit in my backyard and clean stuff. Like you know, what I'm talking about. So when, and when we say shave your nose, we mean the inside, just in case there was a question. Like, who are they that. advertising to? Right. <laughs> and uh, Amazon's one of those deals where they basically control like 70%, 60% of the market on servers. 
So, I had no idea yeah, about so that. So if they if they have a breach, you can get some real good information. Like I think they host banks. They do all that stuff. So uh, with Facebook, that's what they need to do. They need to become actually useful. Because right now it is kind of useful to communicate with friends and share things. And they did the smart thing by buying Instagram where Instagram is one of those platforms a younger generation can get to and get involved. And it only takes a matter of like under a minute to take a picture and then share it. Then it's automatically added to all the social medias. But like right now, for example, Trump, let's use Trump as an example. He uses Twitter. What would he use if he didn't have Twitter? Would he use YouTube? Would he use a, a website? Would he use a newspaper nope. article? Like, because he didn't have a column, a circulated column. And well, all I don't think he has the patience or the focus to actually do. So Twitter really fits his Twitter thing. The next would be Instagram. But take he would, but you have it. to take a picture though. So what would he do? Take a picture of his feet while he's on the toilet? Like, no, because we all know that's when he, he does signed, it. Everything he signed, every meeting, there'd be a, a an Instagram shot. Uh, because that's the only other platform that fits his character. Yeah, he he, he doesn't have the patience. Oh man, he he he'd have too much fun with that. I think I think that he would get even more scrutiny because they'd be complaining that every time we go to a meeting with Trump, he has to take a picture of me. Well, that's the thing. Can you imagine the wrong document being on the desk and you shoot in high resolution and you can no, that's zoom what I'm saying. in? I don't think he did the nuclear launch codes. So yeah, Twitter's the perfect platform. For our current president. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you notice, uh, in the previous administration, no. Of course, the previous administration had pretty much unlimited good news access to every media outlet, you know, every, pre- every press conference and stuff. They were there, so he didn't feel the need to shape the story. Uh, and that's what I think Trump is doing with, with Twitter. He's shaping the story every day. He just has, if, if, if they're not talking about what he wants them to talk about. He'll just tweet about it, and then that's the news cycle for the next 24 hours. Yeah. You know, let's talk about that when we come back. Because like, one question you have to ask is with social medias and, and today's regular practice of communication, are we becoming closer friends or are we more separating ourselves from direct friends? We like, cause like For example, Trump, when he tweets, he probably thinks, oh, this is going to get out to everybody. And not specifically towards one person. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like you're not with your close knit group of friends. You're not just tweeting them. You're tweeting everybody. So it's right. kind of a weird way to communicate with people, especially if they don't get the joke, and then you go to jail because you made an inappropriate joke. <laughs> but you're just, I hate it when that happens. Yeah, I hate it. Morning's Lone Star. We'll be right back after this tune. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. New York, I want to wake up in a city that doesn't sleep. And we're back. Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com, Conos FM, 104.5, 106.1. We're, we're going to go all the way to 11 o'clock today. I hope you guys are enjoying your morning. Don't forget, this show is podcasted on iTunes and Google Play. We have released tonight. Just visit us online at IRLoneStar.com slash MWLS. All right. Everyone doing okay? We're doing okay. We're doing okay. We're doing okay. Dick and Skippy still recovering from the uh, from the weekend. Good weekend, but uh, interesting to see what the week will bring. You say we have 
guests coming up this week? Yeah, we're gonna have. Uh, I believe we're gonna have Nathan Arizadi in the studio tomorrow. Nice. He's, he's like he lives here. I think. I don't know where. I don't know what what door. There's a hidden door somewhere. I saw that cot in the, in the back over there. I just thought it was yours. I mean, but I guess maybe. it's Nathan's. Maybe. But yeah, we're gonna have him coming in. It's gonna be. Uh, I believe he's bringing a couple guests. Uh, they're gonna be, uh, for example, let's see. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So we're, he's getting ready for the Montgomery County Fair. Mm-hmm. And that's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. And uh, special education day is the first day cool. of, the, of the festival. So he's going to bring in uh, Caddy Darnell and her parents. She's an Oak Ridge student with special needs uh, with Turner syndrome. So we're going to be interviewing them tomorrow. So that's going to be a good time because you don't know uh, if you didn't know, that's the first day of the opening of the festival, not the festival, the, the fair. Right. And it's, uh, I think it's a 13 day fest or fair. I think it is. Man, that's pretty hardcore. Yeah. So I'm looking, yeah, looking forward to that tomorrow. Yeah. Cool. So earlier we were talking about some, uh, you know, like national headlines and political headlines. So we've got to find some funny headlines to talk about here. Well, I, I did like that guy who thought the earth was flat. You know, he built himself oh, a rocket, right. yeah, uh-huh. shot himself up in the air and then like hard land. I, the thing I couldn't find was, was it planned? Did he have, like, a landing plan? <laughs> Walk away from it? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you think you would try to, like, that's the hard part, right? Is it actually coming back from going up to space? This is a gentleman who, first off, I got to tip my hat to them. This was a steam-powered rocket. This was, like, steampunk Maximus. So for all his other quirks, foibles, and perceived faults, the dude built a rocket that was powered by steam. Uh, but I don't think he thought it all the way through. You know, NASA has what at any given moment fourteen thousand people working for it, and there have been some tragedies that. So you have really fourteen thousand really smart people. Stuff can still fall through the cracks. This is a guy that built his own rocket from like used car parts, and actually made it up what thirteen hundred, fifteen hundred feet in the air, and walked away from it. He said, "I'm a little sore. I'm going to go take a nap or something," and. uh I don't think the flat earth movement is as big as anyone believes. You know, I think a grand total, we could fit the entire club probably in our studio one day. And it's, it's turned just a media. Ha ha. I got to give this guy props for sticking true to his convictions. And after he went up, he's like, well, I don't believe like the flat earth stuff. It is one of those scientific things that you don't know. It's true. Like the average person can, we believe it as a society that it's true. We're taught that it's true, but then again, we don't. We don't get to have the the test of like how do I personally know? Besides, you know, all you got to do is fly around the world and look out the window the whole time. Now it took me twelve hours to get from Houston to Moscow, and that's literally halfway across the world. So even if I was, that's twelve. So you take another twelve to to make it all the way back to say Los Angeles. Yeah, but how do you know that makes it round? Because the plane would actually have to. I mean, be... are you flying? Yeah, you know, if I'm on an airplane, you betcha I am. I'm, I'll be drinking nonstop. To, oh, oh, you mean am I? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and it's just one of those things that you 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 take it for face value, but then again, there's not like a test. Like you're testing. The well, how thick if for a flat Earth? I'm not. How I'm thick not trying to. I'm not no, trying no, to challenge you. or anything. But. No, no, no. But for uh, that's a good question. For a flat earther, they say it's flat, but it's got to be, there's got to be some kind of thickness. You know, a dime has got a thickness. Yeah, like if you drill, it. hypothetically, if you drill down 
what's on the other side. Like that's the whole point. So let's say if China's on the other side, that means you've only drilled, what, a thousand feet maybe? You know, how, how thick is the... Well, because another argument is, you know, if, if it's not round, if it's flat, then you literally just go 180. When you reach the edge... So that's what I'm saying. The airplane would actually have to nosedive, nosedive and then fly upside down for the other I side. So. I don't know what the real theory is. So, you know, there's that. But in the grand scheme of things, so someone believes the earth is flat. I got two words. So what? Yeah. I mean, the only thing we do know is gravity. That's right. Or itivarg, which is anti-gravity. Gravity spelled backwards. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, props to the guy. Uh, here's another funny, by, by the way, here's another funny headline. Um, and I can tie it into the real world. I was having a theater rehearsal last night and talking, uh, the uh, music director and I are more of the same age. And we're talking about a play called Urine Town. And it's, yeah, U-R-I-N-E. And it's a musical comedy about a dystopian future where you have to pay to use the restroom and people revolt against it. And some youngsters were freaking out that the concept. And I was telling them, in the 70s, we had pay toilets. It didn't last very long because people just kicked in the doors. But we'd actually have to pay a dime or a nickel for the, you know, in an airport or a bus station or a mm -hmm. lot of restaurants to do it. And it did not last long at all. Well, apparently in New York, they're starting to bring that back. Um, that restaurants can actually charge. Um, there's an app apparently, that will point out to uh, 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 users which rest, which bathrooms they could use for, for how much, and you would actually get a bathroom pass charging anywhere from 99 cents to tuck into a, duck into a pizza dive to five bucks for a swanky bathroom <laughs> that offers, you know, all the, the lotions and stuff, and then the restaurants get 65% of the fee. So it's a new generation of pay potties, and I see this lasting maybe 12 Now, would you, would you pay more to have a clean bathroom, guaranteed clean? Well, here's the thing. The second I, I, I would pay more, but the second I paid extra and I walked in and it wasn't pristine, I would I would go bonkers. I'd rather, you, you know, I would pay for it. There There's some things I would I would pay through the nose for, and a clean bathroom is one of them. But, I you know, I, I'll, I'll try not to use the name. Halfway between here and Dallas, or, you know, on the route between well, here and you, Dallas, there's a place that says, we have clean bathrooms. That bathroom was not clean when I went in there. Well, what do you think about, like, establishments basically saying you can't come in here and use the restroom unless you buy something? That's the, the, the right of the Is owner. Is that the same thing, though? Well, yeah. Like you're paying to use the restroom? Ooh, you know, that's a good way to look at it, Dick. Uh, I do believe that, you know, any establishment has the right to say, you know, no shoes, no shirt, no service, no bathroom without, uh, you know, you got to buy something. You have to be a customer. Uh, does that fall under that category? That's a really good question. You, you done got me there, Dick. Yeah. Cool. If you want to use our restroom, you do have to pay. <laughs> That's a true thing. You'll pay. We're going to take a quick sponsor break. We'll be back. Morning's Lone Star. Please back up on the shoes. 
The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. segment here dick and i on a monday morning by golly we made it through even though dick and i are a little sleepy from the uh weekend shenanigans by golly our conroe coffee pumped us up so thanks to conroe coffee for sponsoring us right up there with clean sweep office cleaning and centurion wealth advisors many thanks to our sponsors got some special guests coming in tomorrow this will be a fun filled week looking forward to talking about it uh, but only only a few minutes left today. I'm kind of sad. The day kind of zipped on by. It did. It did. I want to know. Or did we zone uh, out what, for a well, while? I want to know what's going on with Kiss Me, Kate. So you said it's in May. So it's in two months. It's are y'all rehearsing? Are yes, y'all? Yeah, we're rehearsing. Now, why do y'all wait? So why y'all do it so early? Because this is a full like Hollywood musical. There's tap dancing oh, and jazz man. and singing and ensemble work and and characters. So this is. A show within a show. Are you the director? I am the director. So you being the director for this, does that mean you have to show people how to tap dance? Like, do you... No, I have to hire someone who can show them how to tap dance. Okay. I was wondering. It's like, no, no, you're doing it wrong. Let me show you. And I'm like, man, this guy's really bad at tap dancing. But I got to I gotta do a shout out to, to my choreographer and my music director because what, what, I have the vision for the show. That's what the director has. You know, she have vision. My vision of how I, how I want eye, to go. Your third eye is showing. <laughs> yeah, my vision is the, the gashing wound I have on my forehead. Romeo, you're on my list. You know who you are, and I'm going to get you back one day. But as a director, you have to have, you know, you have the vision about what you want the show to be, what kind of music, uh, what kind of dancers. You get to cast the people, so they have to fit your vision of who they should look and sound like. And then I tell the choreographer, I like this song, this dance to represent this, or I like this and that, but it's up to them to take and run with it. And same thing with the, uh, uh, the same thing with the, uh, the music direction. My music director is a guy named Luke Kirkwood with Kirkwood music services and is taking a talent pool from bad singers like myself to opera level singers and putting them all in the same playing field. Cause when this play goes up, no one's going to go, Ooh, it was great. Except for that one person who was weak the choreographer and the music director both are working so hard to get everyone up to that level. And it's going to be great. It's basically a forties musical. Well, it was the forties musical. And so we're going to, we're going to try and convey that with bright colors and loud music. I mean, too bad it's happening. Not tomorrow. Well, if it happened tomorrow, I'd be in a heap load of trouble. It'd be a late night for us tonight. Everybody you're on stage and we're not leaving until we're done. What happens if someone breaks their leg? Oh, that's been known to happen. Because, I mean, tap dancing, and we know how or hard you are. Break the leg or pull a tendon, maybe? Pull a tendon. Yeah. As, I'm, as I look at the reluctant cowboy who comes staggering in with a, his arm in a sling, and he's in my show, so. 
you know, that arm better be healed come opening night or a cast. You're going to have to beat them up afterwards. But yeah, that's been known to happen. And there, you just write that into the play. Like he gets hurt. Oh yeah. We, we, we would throw that in for him, but, uh, what, there, what made up story would you make up? Well, we already have a, uh, um, we've added a little something. Um, there's a, a local actress named Anjali de los Santos, who great actress. And there's a traditional male role in, in this play that she was perfect for. So we put in a little thing that the actor who supposed to have the role got the flu. So she has to step in at the last second to, to do the role. And so it's a lot of fun, but in reality, there've been points where uh, there've been injuries or, or arrests or stuff where I've actually had to go on stage for someone else with as little as 10 minutes notice. And well, good thing. You just know every single play. Well, no, we'd have heart. to, we, we'd have to write, you know, my, my forearm would be filled with, with, with keywords or something. And uh, it, it's been known to happen, and but you know the old thing: the show must go on. Okay. Well, I look forward to seeing it. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. So, I'm gonna try and get. We you know on stage. last time we were working with Rick was the Three Musketeers, or I guess it, if you don't include the Shakespeare Festival. Well, yeah, we had uh, Rick but, was uh, uh, a big part of the Shakespeare Festival. He got to play uh, Lord Capulet in Romeo and Juliet, and he played him really bad. He was a he was a, a bad man in this one. Julius he always plays a bad man. Yeah, always. Yeah, we're gonna give him like a. A clown. Hey, Rick, are you the Batman, the Elephant Man? Uh, I'm the scoundrel. So he is a bad man. Yeah. He is okay. a scoundrel in the Elephant Man. That's right. We're at Rick's next show coming up, even before I Kiss Me Kate, yeah. is the Elephant Man opening up uh, Friday the 13th. He's really going for that. Uh, what's it called? I just went blank. The Montes. You're really going for that Montes. Yeah, spread, well, spreading oh, the love. Yeah, well, yeah, we're, we're going to arm wrestle over a couple of Montes here. Rick is there a I. goat? Kind of award was it called? Like you know, like yeah, the, yeah, uh, Grammy, Oscar, uh, Academy Award, the, uh, uh, Tony, and is Academy? Hold on, what's no, no, name? no, uh, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, is and it Emmy, Emmy, yeah. So it's Gia. he got, is he got is Gia. what it's called. Okay, and I was uh, thinking of Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> that's greatest of game all time. of the yeah, great. That's the greatest of all time. All right. <laughs> Listen to Morning's Lone Star. We're wrapping it up. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Again, we have a special guest coming up from the Montgomery County Fair and things like that tomorrow. So stick around for that. So we're brought to you by Centurion Wealth Advisors, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and, of course, Conroe Coffee. Coming up next is going to be a replay of the weekly business hour, but then the rest will be live programming. So stick around here on Lone Star Community Radio. We'll see you later, Sean. I'll see you. And, hey, you're going to hear uh, Rick this afternoon. Well, it's not, it's not his arm that prevents him from doing it. You never so, know. So 3 o'clock, yeah. afternoon's a lone star. But Dick's good seeing you this morning, my yes. friend. Yes. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Peace. Thank you for checking out this production of Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station. Don't forget to check out this show and many others across the Lone Star Community Radio Network. Either live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, the Lone Star Internet Radio app, or IRLoneStar.com's live audio stream, and on replay on podcast, Channel 12's Our City TV in Conroe, or Channel 21 KVQT in Houston, and of course their YouTube channel. This production is copyrighted and all rights are reserved by Lone Star Community Radio. Have a question regarding this program or other Lone Star Community Radio shows? Want to sponsor or start your own show? Call the station message line at 936-647-3776 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.